You're listening to the Happy Hour Effect Podcast, episode number 42. Does networking strike fear in your heart, or you think it's just a big waste of time? Well, keep listening, because today we're going to talk about how to be a more profitable networker. Hello, hello, Kristen Brown here. You're listening to the Happy Hour Effect podcast, and this is episode number 42. Today, we're going to talk about networking. Now, as an introvert, and in fact, I'm an extreme introvert, the term networking makes me almost physically sick. The thought of going into a big room full of people and having to introduce myself, having to, you know, talk shallow, small talk. It's like the biggest nightmare of my life. But when I started to think differently about networking and put some different strategies into place, it absolutely changed the game into how I was able to navigate some of those rooms, whether it's just a small cocktail event, whether it's a giant, huge ballroom full of people there to network, whether it's a conference, whether it's something I'm speaking at. I really have been able to kind of hone in on the reason I'm there, what I want to get out of it, and just use some different strategies to make networking not feel so terrible and awful and gross. Because, you know, like, hey, let's swap cards, and then you may or may not connect. Maybe you'll link in. A lot of times you just lose those connections. You never do anything meaningful with them to actually make a difference in your career, in your company's growth, in, you know, moving your own resume or your own network forward. So today I really just want to share some of those those things that have worked for me. And I've actually done this as a speaking program for a couple of different companies as well to help their teams, to help their salespeople, to help their leadership teams that are often going to networking events to help push their company out there to you know, network and, and really try to build more connections to really help them. So I actually have this as a full speaking program too. So if you're interested in learning more about that, just email me, Kristen at KristenBrownPresents.com or just go to my website and you can learn about my programs and how I can customize things for your team, whether it's sales, leadership, networking, or whatever. So let's jump into this. Now, I will put anything that I talk about here on the show notes page. I'll put the little four takeaways that I'm going to talk about, just kind of a little synopsis of the show. It's also a place where you can just go subscribe on iTunes if you listen there. That helps the show get out there to more people and helps you get new episodes every week where I talk about sales, leadership, performance, things that you can do to elevate your career and things that you can do for your personal life. So definitely check out the show notes page that uh, is just right in the link here. So that is if you want to go further and learn more about some of the cool stuff that that I've got or listen to other episodes. And please share with your work teams too. This is really some good information that can, you know, even if they try one of these tips, it will really change the game for your networking. All right, so let's jump into this. I'm going to give you four things that you can do to shift the way your networking feels so it doesn't feel so terrifying to walk into a big room, so it doesn't feel like a waste of time, so it doesn't just feel like a glorified happy hour, which you guys know me that have been listening, I love happy hour, so I'm not complaining about that element. But going and having a drink after work with a bunch of people, you kind of want to get something out of it if you're taking time away from your family, from your friends, from your personal goals or whatever. You want to make it worth it, so let's try to maximize that. So the first thing is if you're going into a networking event, you know you have one coming up, you want to know why you're doing it and who's going to be in that room that you want to connect with before you even walk in, which requires a little bit of research. So 
When you think about your goals of attending a networking event, you want to think both personally and organizationally. So are you attending because you want to grow your own personal brand, because you want to meet new people, because you are starting a business, because you are wanting to up the level of people you hang out with. Because, you know, I always share this quote from Jim Rohn, you become like the five people you spend the most time with, so choose carefully. You know, if you're trying to up-level your game of your social or professional circles, that's way different than if you're going to try to network for sales opportunities for your company. And sometimes it's both. You know, you can do both at, at a networking event. But knowing that in advance will determine how you interact once you get in that door. So, you know, there's a couple different things that pop up for personal goals. You know, you might be looking for a promotion or a new job. Maybe you want to get referrals or you want to go somewhere where your boss is at. So they see you, they see that you're a thought leader within your company. Maybe you want to have more visibility in your industry or in your community. And you're just trying to kind of elevate your own reputation. Maybe you're trying to get, you know, some type of award or speaking opportunities. There's all kinds of personal reasons that we attend networking events and try to grow our networks in general. Some of the reasons you might attend for your organization, you know, a lot of organizations are looking for sales, of course. They're looking for partnerships with other companies. They're looking for sponsorship opportunities. Maybe it's for alumni relations. They're trying to boost their name recognition in the community, uh, maybe for philanthropy or just that general brand building. There's all kinds of reasons that you might attend for your company. So really being clear on which of those you're there for. And if it's both, that's okay. But really knowing why you're attending in the first place will change how you interact once you're in that room. Now, once you're in the room, you also want to know then, based on why you're there, who you should be reaching out to. So a lot of times now, if you register for a networking event or a convention, you have access to the attendee list. Not always, but oftentimes you do. It'll say, okay, who else is going to be there? Or you could reach out to the organizer and say, hey, can I see who else is attending? And a lot of times they'll say, well, no, we can't share the contact info. You can say, well, I don't need the contact info. I was just wondering if I could see the name, names and titles or companies of who's going to be there just so I have an idea. And a lot of times they will give you that. So don't be afraid to ask for that information if it's not publicly available where you registered to attend that networking event or that meeting or that conference or whatever it happens to be. Because once you know who's in the room, then you'll know who to seek out. You know, if you're trying to go after sales and you know one of your key prospects is there, you know, then you don't need to go hang out at the bar with your coworkers. You don't want to go hang out at the bar with someone that's already a client if that's not your goal of being at that event. You want to go seek out the prospect that you know is in that room based on that attendee list. You know, if you're there for potential job opportunities, well, then you don't want to go network with your coworkers. I mean, obviously, you don't want to make it obvious that you're job hunting, but you want to go out rubbing shoulders with people from other companies that you're interested in working for. And knowing who's in that room in advance will help you to target who you're going to reach out to so that you don't end up hanging out with the people you already know. And that's hard, you know, totally get it. It's hard, but you do have to have some of that clarity in your mind so it's not a waste of time. Finally, I want to mention for this, you know, as far as why you're attending, also thinking about who should attend that meeting within your company if you work for a larger organization. Because a lot of times it's always the publicist, it's always the leaders, it's always someone from marketing that's attending some of these networking events. Well, maybe that's not the right person. Maybe someone from HR needs to go. Maybe it's someone from IT that needs to go, totally depending on the goals 
of why your company or you would want to attend the meeting. So also keep that in mind. Maybe this isn't the right networking event for you. Maybe someone else from your company should be going. And if you're a solopreneur or a business owner and you're always going to these networking events, always being sure that is there a purpose for you being here more than just hanging out with your friends? Because yeah, of course you want to socialize and hang out with your people that you like already. But are you spending your time in the wisest way? So that's the first element is just knowing who and why and the point in general of networking. Second element, once you're there, once you're in that room, how do you showcase your best self? Because a lot of times we show up to these things, especially if you're an introvert like me, and you kind of default to the bar and you pull your phone out, you start surfing your phone and you actually don't put your best energy out there. You actually kind of hide out or you have your head down or you're not making eye contact. And that's not the way to attract people to you. They're going to see you make an instant snap judgment. And if you're looking down at your phone or you've got sort of like a passive cranky resting face, as many of you hear me talk about, you know, C word replaced with the B word, cranky resting face, as you passively network, passively observe or listen in a group of people, that's going to send people the wrong message. So you really have to be sure that when you are at these networking events that you are, I mean, fake it you make it if you have to, but you have to have your best face, your best outfit, your best energy, your best verbal skills. You got to be, you got to be on when you're at these. Otherwise it really becomes a waste of time. It's a pointless kind of, and it actually may hurt your reputation. It could hurt your company if you're hanging out at these networking events, not putting your best self out there. There's a lot we could go into here with personal branding. I have a whole speaking program that multiple parts that we could talk about here with, with your building your personal brand and putting your best self out there. But just generally knowing this for networking is all we're going to touch on here today is being your best self while you're there. Once you're in that room, third element, once you're there, you're putting out good energy. What do you do? What do you say to people? You know, it's awkward. Like, how do you enter a conversation of people that are already talking? What are the best ways to connect? I want to share just a couple of some of my favorite, I call them super super connectors. And I actually have seven of them. And we're not going to have time here in this podcast to dive into them. But if you want to know more, just reach out to me. But I just want to list them quickly. Number one is to put your phone away. I mean, obviously, technology is critical for us, but so many of us rely on it as sort of a detractor and a safety net when we're in a networking situation. So number one is put your phone away. Number two, always ask questions. Don't start talking about yourself and just like yammering on and on and on. Always get the other person asking questions because everyone likes to talk about themselves. Clearly, we all do because you know how much you like to talk about yourself, even though you may not admit it. Don't dominate the conversation. Ask questions. Third thing, ask how you can help them. Just simply be like, hey, you know, you've kind of struck up a, a conversation. You're kind of hitting it off. Ask how you can help. Like, hey, what do you what do you need help with? You need help connecting with someone? Do you need help with your business? Do you need help personally? Like, what can I do? Just be helpful. That's the key at any networking event. Don't be a drain. Be helpful. Number four, and this one, oh, I see it all the time, and I hear it all the time from companies that have hired me for for networking stuff. But they say that their people don't know etiquette, just basic etiquette of, you know, knowing your table manners, knowing, you know, how to juggle a plate and a drink, knowing, you know, how to exchange business cards, knowing how to look people in the eyes, just sort of basic human interaction skills 
that we, a lot of us have just sort of forgotten about. Not that we're being rude on purpose or that we're being, you know, coarse or crass on purpose, but so many of us are so technology-based that we've forgotten the finer points of social etiquette. So knowing what some of those basic etiquette habits are, just going online and looking at, okay, if I'm sitting down at a meal, you know, do I wait for everyone to start eating before, to be served before I start eating? I mean, some of those things seem sort of basic, but they really are critical and will showcase your level of class, really. And when people see someone that's being respectful and being friendly and, you know, looking at what's happening around them and really just being aware of how their actions are impacting others, it can really make a difference on how they perceive and judge you, whether they want to do business with you, whether they want to hire you. So knowing your etiquette is number four. Number five, as a super connector, once you're in that room, is to be memorable. What are the things that you're doing to make someone feel good, to make them feel lifted up, to make them feel like you're you're someone they want to know, like, trust, hang out with? Be memorable. And that leads to number six, which is telling stories to connect. If you can tell emotionally connecting stories and get the person you're connecting with at that networking event to tell stories back, you're going to create a memorability, you're going to create connection, and they're going to want to hang out again. They're going to want to set up that meeting. They're going to remember you when you link in with them or email them or call them. So memorability is number five, tied to stories, number six. Finally, number seven, and a lot of people don't like this one, but number seven, be sober. A lot of us go to networking events and we're looking forward to having a drink or two or three or four or five or six, and you end up drinking too much. And that leads to a cascade of things that can actually hurt your networking experience and your reputation and your company's reputation. And that is, you know, A, sometimes you do and say stupid things when you drink too much. B, you often get kind of sloppy and you trip or you spill or your face gets red or you don't look very good, which also leads to negative impression, negative judgment, negative memorability. So, you know, that's another reason you want to be sober. And third, it can impact your memory. You know, you don't remember the conversations you had that can actually help you down the road when you connect again. Well, what did you talk about? What kind of meeting did you agree to? Did you, what did they need from you? How did you offer to help? So being sober, the seventh element, people don't always like it, but it's really critical, you know, okay, have one, maybe two, but know your limits. Know when you're going to start to get sloppy or get, have issues with memory and things like that. So those are some things that tie to number three, do what you What do you do? What do you say once you're in that event? Now, let's say you've gone there, you've made some connections. What do you do when you leave there to really maximize on those connections so that it leads to uh, something profitable? It leads to an actual sale or at least a meeting or a LinkedIn connection or whatever. Number four is to create an outreach strategy for networking events. So after the event, once you've met them, maybe you've exchanged cards, maybe you've simply gotten a name or whatever, you have to have some repeatable touch points that you know you're going to do every time you meet someone new. So this will be different for everyone depending on the reasons you were there, but I'll give you an example. So if you're trying to close some sales for your company, or whether you're a solopreneur or you work for a big company, you know, the first step might be, okay, I'm going to link in. I'm going to link in with someone. Every time I meet someone new, I'm going to link in with them and I'm going to give them a customized invitation as to where we met and 
that's the first step, number one. Number two, maybe you're going to send them an email. And in the email, after you've linked in, you're going to say, it was great to meet you. You know, we talked about X, Y, and Z. Looking forward to staying connected. You don't want to sell to them at this point. You're just connecting and creating deeper connection, deeper memorability, deeper uh, potential problem solving that you can do for them. Your third element might be you're going to pick up the phone and, you know, a couple weeks later and say, hey, I'm going to XYZ event. You go, are you going to that too? Maybe we'll cross paths again. And inevitably through some of those conversations, they may or may not ask you about your product or about your service. And it will naturally evolve into the type of conversation that you want it to evolve in, depending on what your goal was for that connection. Maybe your fourth element is finally to say, hey, like, let's get together for coffee or let's have a meeting or, you know, let's take this to the next step. Maybe the fifth element, the touch point is, you know, sending them an article that you read or um, sending them a link to a podcast that you love, Uh, something that can actually help them to improve their life or their work in some way, depending on what it was that you offered to help them with and what their needs are. And it also, again, drives home that connection, that memorability that they want to hang out with you, that they know you, they like you, they trust you. So whew, I feel like I just talked so much. It was only 16 minutes, 17 minutes, but we just crammed in a way you can be a more profitable networker. Whether profitable means you're making sales, whether profitable means you're getting a new job, whether profitable means you're making more money, maybe you're boosting your reputation, all kinds of ways that networking, networking can benefit you and that you can profit from it for you or your company. So I'm just going to repeat those four really quickly again, the four things you need to be a more profitable networker. One is to know why you're going and who you want to connect with when you're there. Number two is to showcase your best assets and your personal brand while you're there in the best way possible. Number three is to ask questions and do the right things. Remember the seven super connectors I shared to create the connection, to create memorability. And number four is to have a follow-up strategy, to have that repeatable touch point outreach plan that can help to drive home those awesome connections you make while you're there. You put in the time and effort. You don't want to lose those connections. You want to drive them forward, right? So that's just some good ways that you can really change your networking. And it's been super helpful for me to use some of those strategies as a massive introvert who seriously dreads networking events of all kinds. I, I, they strike fear in my heart and I don't want anyone else to feel that. So I thought I would share these tips that have worked for me, that have worked for other people, work for other companies that I've shared them with. So love to hear your feedback on this. Any other tips you have for networking would be great. Share them on my Facebook page. Send me an email, Kristen at KristenBrownPresents.com. And definitely like me on social media. I'm Right now, if you're listening to this live, real time, like the week after I posted in October of 2017, I'm running a, a Goal Getter Challenge for the next couple of weeks. And so I do all kinds of cool stuff like that. Goal Getter Challenge. Um, I've done different uh, networking stuff. I've done sales tips and all kinds of things that are, that are really useful and beneficial in my social media. I mean, yeah, I post pictures of the food I eat and stuff too, <laughs> but I actually share things that are actually useful, relevant, timely content and ideas that you can use right away in your work and life. So definitely go follow me, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and uh, let's hang out. Let's in- interact and so I can help giving you the good stuff that you want every single week on this podcast. So thanks so much for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, spread the word to your coworkers, to your network. Really appreciate it. 
helps me to, to uh, create good content every week. And if you want to know more about my speaking topics and me coming live to your company, I would love to hear from you and create some really cool stuff that will make your audience, your people that are going to be at your event, the star of the show. So they walk out of there with really good stuff that ties to what your goals are for your event. So let's talk. Kristen at KristenBrownPresents.com or on my website, KristenBrownPresents.com. You can all about that stuff. So thanks so much for joining me. We'll see you soon.